Hey, how's it going? It's Robin Smith. It's time for the Robin Smith Show for Sunday, August 21st, 2022. Welcome to the show. How's it going, everyone? Y'all hanging in there? Y'all, how's the rest of your summer going? Are you ready for back to school? Back to back to work. Actually, you know, it's always Sunday over here at the show, right? Uh, most of the time. Uh, we were at church this morning, and the reverend was talking about being on sabbatical for three and a half months. And he was like, if you can work that agreement into your contract, like work that, you know, I highly recommend it. It's like, man, how many people can actually do that? Uh, I'd love to be able to do that. I could probably do that once my team gets bigger and I hire a supervisor, yada, yada, yada. Anyway, I was chatting with him after the service. Um, and like this morning, if you're new to the show, this story might not make that much sense, but, uh, I'll try and kind of generalize it here. Um, I, I was chatting with him and I, uh, basically long story short, I, I was like, um, he asked me about my, my upbringing and like, you know, oh, did you come up in the Episcopal faith? And I said, yeah. And uh, then I I lost my relationship with God, became an atheist around like eight or nine. He and my wife were like, oh, really? Like that happened to us when we were 12 or 13 or something. And I was like, yeah, well, you know, it's basically, wait, Santa Claus isn't real? Uh, therefore God isn't real, you know, and the I've talked about that on the show before, I'm sure, but, um, you know, the man uh, who keeps track of whether you're naughty or nice and and consequences happen based on that, it, they kind of, it was a one-to-one mapping in my eight-year-old brain or nine-year-old brain. And so from there, all the atheism uh, cascaded. Uh, and I told him that lasted for about 30 years until I found God again. Um, and And I was talking about this morning, how I was doing this meditation Um, and a part of me was not really trusting. It wasn't really trusting me. And this is where I might lose some people where it might not make sense. But basically, if you treat the mind as multiple, you've got multiple selves inside. And so part of me is younger than me, which is how old I am right now. And uh, it it made sense to me because... there's no way to generalize this, by the way. This probably makes no fucking sense. Uh, my, Here's the point. Here's the point. So uh, this is from an internal family systems perspective, and that's a approach to psychotherapy. And so he, go, he goes, I'm speaking like part of me didn't trust me. He goes, have you heard of this thing called internal family systems? And I'm like, I smile, and I'm like, yes, I am a practitioner. And he's like, oh, okay, so you've been doing your parts work. And... Um, yeah, for folks who don't know, just go look it up. Internal family systems. I, I talk about it all the time on the show. But it was cool because, like, there, statistically, there's not m- – most people, if you talk about this, they don't know what the fuck you're talking about. So statistically, it was like the fact that he knew about it. I was like, oh, that's, that's pretty cool. Anyway, um, you know, we're going to this church now, my family. Uh, my wife and I used to bring our kids to the Washington Ethical Society on Sundays. Um in fact, uh, no, I guess we weren't going when this podcast started because it was in the m- midst of the pandemic. And um, it's just weird because they're both like they're both in D.C. They're probably, you know, I don't know, 15 minutes away from each other. 
ethical society is closer to Silver Spring, so closer to the Maryland border. And, uh, you know, it's just different cultures, obviously, because obviously, you know, we're talking about a, an Episcopal church and then, a, you know, a secular humanist um, house of worship. I don't even know if they would call it that. You know, I we went there for years, several years. And it was basically like, you know, whenever anyone would ask us, oh, the ethical society, like, what's that about? And it's like, it's basically church for atheists. Like, if you're an atheist and you want to gather and have community and talk about ethics, you know, that's that's what it's about. But I was seeing uh, I was seeing their feed. I follow them on Instagram. And uh, the reason why I'm bringing this up is, you know, they're congregating. But it's like if you want to come in person, you got to show uh, you got to bring your vaccine card or a negative covid test. And most people there that were gathering, you know, have masks on. And, and you know, at the church we go to, it's different. Uh, and so it's just like, I don't know. I'm, I'm trying to, like, obviously there's, there's a bunch of cultures, pockets of people throughout the whole U.S. that are, they differ on their level of fear and level of um, safety, responsibility, you know, kind of community agreement guidelines. I have to imagine the ethical society basically like did a poll, just like our school did a poll. They're like, okay, what do you guys think? Parents, are the kids going to, are they going to keep wearing masks? Are they going to take them off? And the community kind of like gives their feedback. And if it's 50, 50, you just kind of go with the, I don't know, CDC guidance or, but I I don't know. It's just uh, a little, little strange to me. Um, Obviously I'm biased because, you know, I'm going to the community where I'm not wearing a mask. I mean, the worship service is outside, but if I go inside, go to the bathroom, I'm not, like, bringing my mask and putting it on. I I just feel, you know, like maybe many of you, that this uh, this thing is behind us. I still listen to Michael Osterholm, COVID-19 podcast. You know, obviously he takes the um, – what's his title for folks who don't know Michael Osterholm? Um, he's an epidemiologist, uh, so he's he's been – and he's, like – you know, he's in his what, 70s, I want to say. So he's like, really, he's an expert. You, you listen to him and trust him. Um, but he always takes the perspective like this thing isn't over. And internationally, you got to think about the whole population of humans. But, you know, in the in the U.S. and in also, also in many other countries, like there is the sense that it's it's endemic. I mean, even the CDC changed their their guidance, right, on uh, on masking and social distancing and all that. So it just feels like it does feel like we're coming out of it and have been for a while, you know? Um, but yeah, I was just, I, you know, when I saw that come up on my feed, I was just like, that's interesting. So there's, you know, there's, they're still doing that was basically my thought. Anyway, this is a different show. If you're still new here, uh, this is, um, I usually have interviews with guests. Today's a solo show. So, uh, I wanted to actually rectify something that I missed last week. I had Mark Frankel on and, uh, I was rushed to get that, I was behind schedule and I, you know, I just, uh, I meant to play some tracks. So we, in that, in the last interview, you know, Mark, uh, plays bass. He played bass with the very small, my band. And, uh, I just wanted to play some tracks that he wrote and they're fucking awesome. And, you know, uh, I'm just proud of those. I'm proud of those songs. And I want and he had a, he had a, a big role in making them sound the way they do. So I think, uh, what do I have here? First first up, uh, yeah, yeah, Zoomed Way Out. So, uh, yeah, on these solo episodes, it's an opportunity to play some tunes, share some music. 
Yeah. So without further delay, uh, this is Zoomed Way Out.
So, uh, yeah, give credit where credit's due. Uh, that's Aaron Mann on drums, uh, vocals, Mark Frankel, bass. Uh, did he do vocals? I don't think he did vocals on the on the album when we were recording it. Um, but sure as shit, he sang when we played out live. Uh, yeah, and that's the very small. So yeah, it's been a while since I heard that song. Um, yeah, let's do a read here. Uh, in a country that wastes billions of pounds of food each year, it's almost shocking that anyone in America goes hungry. Yeah, you're telling me. <laughs> Yet every day, there are millions of children and adults who do not get the meals they need to thrive. We work to, to get nourishing food from farmers, manufacturers, and retailers to people in need. At the same time, we also seek to help our neighbors build a path to a brighter, food-secure future. Learn more at feedingamerica.org. Okay. Um yeah, so just real quick here, you know, if you're if you're reading the paper and you're watching the news, um who's more outraged? Is it the folks on the left or the right? What do you think? I mean, according to Meet the Press's poll, it's the lefties. Like 80% would protest with a sign for a day. This was the po- this was the polling question. If you would protest and hold a sign for a day, would you? And I think it's like 80% of the people they polled on the left said yes, and I think it was like 30-something on the right. Again, you know, I'm not a – when you do polling, people talk all the time about like not trusting the polls and then also like if people are calling you, who are the kind of people that answer the phone and like I'm not – I don't have more important things to do right now than answer your survey. I get the survey is important. Don't get me wrong. Like again, anyone who is a data nerd and likes to research uh, – well, basically anything like, you know, that's good to good to collect data. Uh, but are you controlling for the knuckleheads that are just like, I've got all the time in the world. What do you want to know? Like, I don't know. It, it reminds me of the remember the remember the rally to restore sanity 
John Stewart and Stephen Colbert in DC. It was like that whole thing was a whole like there's extreme people on both sides of the polarity of, of the political spectrum, and then like there's the silent middle, the quiet middle who's just like work too busy taking care of their family and trying to like figure out how to make ends meet uh, to pay attention to things. But you know, again, if you're reading the paper and watching the TV and you hear people say again and again and again, Oh, we're in uncharted territory. We're in unprecedented times. Is it the media sensationalizing things or is, is it, is it true? And you have to, you have to actually go, at least me, I don't know. I don't know what you do, but I go, I go more. It's true. Especially if you're getting your media sources from, like many different places and they're all sort of saying the same thing. Um, Well, not all of them. Some of them are like, you know, this is overblown. And so, but, but the majority it's like, I don't know at different, at different, even different age groups, like different generations kind of everyone seems to be anyway, from my perch, the pattern is like everyone's tense and you know, the fuck's going to happen in the midterms uh more importantly what's going to happen in the presidential election again that's years away but um i don't know people talking about like liz cheney losing her election she's going to run for president i don't think she's she could never win the uh, the gop primary there's no way is she gonna would she if she does run would she run as an independent i don't even think she's gonna run but i don't know i'll put my foot in my mouth uh later on if that's the case um Anyway, I, I, I told my, I told my wife I'd be quick about this today, so I gotta stop rambling. Lord, I was born a rambling man. I want to play another track here. Actually, let's play. So this is a track that Mark played with his band at the zoo. Uh, again, uh, if you listened to last week's episode, um, yeah, I mean he's really proud of that work, and I wanted to feature one of the tracks. So, and I just it's fucking catchy so just disclaimer you've been forewarned that this baseline will not get out of your head so yeah deal with that um this is and there's no, there's no place i looked for at the zoo on the internet there no there's they don't, they don't have band camp he was like we might have a myspace it's like no one's on myspace that's the abandoned shopping center of the internet right um anyway good stuff here uh up next at the zoo and we have here this is vision
Musicians from Athazoo. Um, I don't actually have all their names. Um, like I said, the um, Mark, I, I was asking, is there any place you all have like stuff on the internet? And he was like, nah. Um, but uh, as I'm pulling something up, just give me a second. I do want to give credit where credit is due. So Mark Frankel, he was on bass. Uh, I don't know if he laid down any guitar tracks because Mark plays guitar also. Um, He's a man of many talents. Uh, but yeah, so at the zoo, uh, there was also David. I don't know his last name was on lyrics. Uh, and he also did some bass lines. Um, and uh, was there another one? No, that's all he said. Take that other members of at the zoo. Mark totally left you out. No, I'm just kidding. Um, so he also talked about uh, timers in last week's episode. And I appreciated him saying that because I, you know, I, it's been a while since we've, we played and, and, and wrote that music together. But um, yeah, just for anyone who, who did hear that episode, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to play it here. Uh, last track, last track, and then we'll go here. Um, so this is uh, also off of the album by the very small zoomed way out track three. This is timers. Yeah. 
All right. That's it. That's it for me, folks. Uh, not bad, right? What is this, 35 minutes? All right. I got to go like fold laundry and make dinner and all the other bullshit, right? Um, take care of yourselves. I think I'm going to do a solo episode next week, too. I've been working. I don't know. This is Sean Cottrell. I need to get Sean Cottrell on the podcast so he can make fun of me about how little I work, but how I complain as if I work more than I do um, in the non-doctor status that I am. No one is going to get that reference, but Sean Cottrell is definitely coming up, and I'm so excited about it. Uh, I just don't know when. Um, soon. Very soon. Stay sane and take care of yourselves. I'll see you next week. The Robin Smith Show is produced by me, Robin Smith. Executive produced by Robin and Kelly Glenn Smith at Team Robley. Theme song by The Very Small. The show is engineered by one of my alters, Games Nabisco. Listeners can get in touch by calling the hotline at 301-458-0883. Messages can be sent to robinsmithshow at gmail.com. Don't forget to follow the show on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. Disclaimer, this podcast is for general information purposes only and does not constitute the practice of medicine, psychotherapy, or other professional healthcare services, including the giving of medical advice. Note, no therapist-patient relationship is formed. The use of this information is at the listener's own risk. The content of this podcast is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnoses, or treatment. Listeners should not disregard or delay in obtaining medical advice for any medical condition they have and should seek the assistance of their healthcare professionals for any such conditions. <laughs>